All right, I'm going to get a bunch of people right now ready to talk trash because, man, who is dealing with this heat at all in Southern California? Heat wave. It's not just Southern California. It's all across the southwest part of the United States. Super hot. Um, and, yeah, it's it's hot right now as I speak, and we're going to try and do the show in the heat. Let's get into this. Welcome to the Podcast of Champions. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. A lot, you know, with, with extra crickets nowadays. Um, I'm your host, Ray Samora. I'm here to take you through this journey as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Oh, and by the way, yes, we still are the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Uh, let's get into this. Let me introduce who's going to be helping us out with this tonight. First and foremost, he loves to go first any chance he gets, uh, and that's Mr. Brad up in Reno. Uh, it's looking very dark there, Brad. Are, are you like just sort of in a chill mood, power outages going on? What's up with that? No, it's... Uh, I have uh is that better is is there light now um you just had your mood lighting going right yeah just the mood lighting uh with me and the dog in the room oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> this is why we don't go, this is why we don't put brad first this is why brad he's... never goes first because he's busy <laughs> with his mood lighting and the dog in the room uh let's uh introduce us free on taylor Taylor's back uh, after a, a few weeks away from us. Welcome back, Taylor. Uh, how you doing? Good. A little tired from uh, law school and work, but I'm here. I'm together and hopefully can string some t- sentences together. Hopefully all of us, it, hopefully any of us can string sentences together because I'm already, get, I'm already getting the vibe right now. This is going to be a very interesting uh, podcast as far as just what we have to say and, and if we can put words together properly. Um, one of the ones that might be able to help us out with that is someone that's been doing written stuff for us lately, uh, and he's been on the show a few times. Let's welcome back Larry. Uh, Larry, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great. How's everybody else tonight? Um, Yo, I got crickets going on over here, so that's how <laughs> well I'm doing. Taylor, I did not know that you were going to law school. Later on when we're off air, we'll compare LSAT scores. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Mr. I like to show off my LSAT score. My LSAT score is bigger than yours, Larry Butterfuss. I, I wouldn't be so sure. <laughs> and I this has just become a weird episode already, especially in Brad's <laughs> neck of the woods there. Um, it's know, the whiskey. His mood lighting with the dog talking about his is bigger than Larry's. Let's just move on <laughs> over to Mr. Dylan. Dylan uh, has been another person that's been MIA a, a lot recently, but he's here. Hey, he's got a new background behind him. Is that a virtual background or is that a real background, Dylan? Oh, that's a real background. Um, if I throw something back there, it'll it'll hit. We can. <laughs> For those of you not watching the videos, Dylan just made a huge mark on on the hallway wall behind him between two white doors. So um, uh, very interesting. Am... If you're missing the live video stream of this, you're missing quite a bit already at this point. Um, yes. So <laughs> uh, I'm I'm only here for a little bit tonight, unfortunately. Um, but I'm glad to be back, and I am already one margarita deep. So he's he's just this, trying to make his, his appearance to rebuild his streak. It sounds like that's what he's trying to do. No. I'll say this right now, Dylan. Right now, your streak is I think as long as Taylor's and Larry's. So you're doing pretty good. Nice. Um, yes. That's okay. You know. Well, let's get into this. Let's talk. We, we got a lot to talk about. We haven't even gotten into the soccer stuff yet, and there's already a lot to talk about. We didn't do a show last week, so we have to uh, go back in time and try and remember a match that happened uh, a week and a half ago, uh, the rematch of the USL Championship final from last season that saw Orange County beat Tampa Bay. Um, and this time around, didn't go quite go in Orange County's favor. 
I'm just going to throw it out there. Who wants to share their quick thoughts on this match? We're not going to spend too much time on this, but who has anything to say about uh, the rematch that wasn't as exciting as probably the league was hoping? I will go ahead and start because I actually didn't get to watch the match. However, with that said, um, Orange County is currently winning 4-4 to on aggregate on the uh, best of two series. And since they're both away, uh, I'm going to go with uh, 2021 rules um, and say that there's no PK because Orange County scored more away. All right. That works. I guess. I, I guess. I mean, the math adds up, right? Because that Ian Hoffman own goal. So in a way, Orange County scored five and, and mm. Tampa's only scored four, two, yeah. three. Would it be three? Two. It would be three overall because they scored one in the final. Maths is hard on this podcast. I'm just saying, just so you all know. Just so you all know. There was a lot of tequila that night, so my bad. Uh, <laughs> um, it was disappointing. Uh, that we didn't find the back of the net more, but to keep things brief, we won in Tampa when it mattered most. And uh, it was always going to be an uphill battle to go back there and do it again for just three points. And it was always going to be an uphill battle just to fly across the country in the meantime. This reeks of a Florida uh, league helping out a Florida team Um but hey, there's a star above our crest, and that thing was won in the last 50 years. So that's how it goes He's sometimes. A, yeah, I mean, we're the ones that at this point in the season, we can still say we are the USL champions um, at this point. I mean, it may not be in a few more months that we can say that, but as of right now, we are. Dylan shaking his head. No, he has no faith. Uh, apparently, we're not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs as of, as we speak, but Man, that's a tough order there. But right now, we are the champions, right, Larry? Uh, we are indeed. Um, there, there was a couple of good takeaways from the Tampa game. I mean, we did have possession on them. Uh, if I remember right, like 56-44, some, somewhere right around there. And frankly, that uh, it was kind of cool. Earlier in the week on Instagram, the Oloskis had a, uh, a video clip of Milan practicing a free kick from that same spot that Brian ended up at. And they showed Milan practicing that free kick. And then making that free kick at a UCLA game. And then Brian ended up with the exact same kick for a goal in the game. So that was that was kind of a nice little takeaway. Other than that, the game in and of itself was really lackluster. I mean, we yeah, we had him on possession, but there was nothing to get excited or get interested about. Um, it was just kind of just sit back and just shrug your shoulders and say, that's how our season's gone. Taylor, your thoughts on that Tampa Bay match, if you have any? Yeah, I think uh, disappointing is a good word. Unexpected is another good word. Uh, uh, not unexpected, I should say, or expected. See, this is what I mean, sentences. Um, but, yeah, uh, it was kind of predictable, I think, with how we are going, and there wasn't, you know, that backing or excitement of a championship on the line to have them push even harder. But, I mean, it is what it is, and I think we're kind of used to it at this point, but I have high hopes for next season. That's where I'm at. <laughs> already get, looking forward to next season with those high hopes. Um, you know, a math is hard on the show. Apparently English is now hard on the show. Uh, we'll, we'll find whatever subject works best for this. If we had camera on here, maybe history would work out. Um, but as far as this Tampa Bay match goes, I only got to watch bits, bits and pieces because uh, my family had planned an outing at Soak city. We left Soak city around four o'clock, uh, but I was the driver. So we're driving home. I'm trying to listen to the stream as we're driving home. I'm not looking at my screen because I'm a safe driver, especially when my family uh, is in the car. Uh, but I'm listening to that. We get home right around halftime, but everyone's hungry, so I have to go pick up dinner. Um, so I didn't really get to watch much, but the parts I got to watch weren't the exciting parts. I got to watch or listen to some of the more exciting parts. I'm watching that second uh, half, especially as I'm waiting for my food to be uh, uh, finished and, and ready to go home. It was not exciting to hear. Although... Um, as hopeful, I, I think, as I may have been going into the match, it's probably more realistic, the score that we got out of this. Uh, the way the season has gone for Orange County, um, really, this is expectations at this point. I, I hate to be negative at this point because I've tried to be positive as we go here, um, but uh, it's just been a struggle for this team this season. Uh, and a big part of it is injuries. A big part of it is roster turnover. 
Um, and just players not finding their form like they did last season um, is difficult here. So I'm sort of looking forward to next season, but I'm still excited about the rest of the season. We still have some more matches to go um, and we will talk about those. But so they, they lose in Tampa Bay um, and then they come home and they have to uh, face Memphis, another East Coast team, um, a team that I, I don't believe the club has uh, faced yet. Uh, in the short existence of Memphis, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but um, you know, at home maybe this is where you're like, okay, we need a win at this point uh, to be happy. And I think it looked exciting at first, but um, it sort of turned out to be sort of the same old story for Orange County uh, and, and not being able to hold on. Um, in matches, if I'm correct, right? It was a late goal from Memphis uh, that sealed it. Uh, and it, it's it's frustrating, disappointing, because uh, that's something that this team, in their run to the championship last year, they didn't do. They did not allow those late goals that were going to hurt you. They got an early lead, or they got a lead at some point in the game, and then you almost had this confidence that, okay, we've got this. This team knows how to stop. Uh, the other team from scoring. Now, obviously we had Rob Kiernan during that time and um, he's been a big missing piece of this puzzle for Orange County. Um, you had someone like a Kevin Austin on the roster who, although maybe later years of his, uh, uh, his prime, he still uh, was reliable and he was still someone that had this mental strength on defense. Maybe the physicality, the, the physical aspects of it weren't there, but he knew what to do with what his body could do. Sort of what we see out of Michael Orozco. Um, he knows what his body can do and he's smart enough to deal with it. Um, but I think with Michael Orozco and we, we saw that this plenty last year, and maybe this is something where he's not able to play his full, his full game because last year he was able to take the risks because he knew he had a Rob Kiernan back there to, to back him up if he made a mistake. Um, and I don't think Orozco has been able to do that this year because now you have an Albie Skendi as that backup. And I, I'm, I don't know. I haven't asked Michael Orozco, but I don't think he has the confidence in Skendi as he did with Rob Kiernan in the back. Um, Larry, you were at the game. You actually, uh, for yeah. those that didn't know, if you were following our Twitter feed, he was actually the one doing the live tweeting from the stadium. So we appreciate that Larry, but you were there at the, at the match. Uh, what were your thoughts? Uh, break it down first half, second half. Um, and did the, is the result the deserved result from this match? First, in regards to giving up those late goals, I actually went back and looked at it. hasn't happened as many times to us this year that changed the outcome of the game as I as our brain is telling us it did. It's kind of like our brain's telling us that Sinbad was in the genie movie and he never was. Never mind, it's a it's a joke. Um, but I went back and I looked and Oakland twice. Oakland scored in the 90th, 94th, and then the 90th and the 93rd. And both of those, all, all of those changed the outcomes of the game. Phoenix scored in the 94th minute to tie us. San Diego scored in the 85th minute to win. Uh, Colorado Springs scored in the 80th and the 92nd to get a tie. And then Memphis scored in the 85th minute for a tie. So that's only six times all year. It seems like it's been so much more. And maybe I missed a few, but I went back through every game to check that out. Um, in regards to this game, the first I thought the first half was really lack again lackluster is my word for the night. There was nothing really really uh, intriguing that happened, except of course for um, Brian Olosky's goal. And I actually I actually wrote up a little breakdown of that goal, and I'll go through it real quick, and then I'll shut up. So you got uh, you got Rack with the ball out of the back. Rack rolls it out to the captain. Captain goes out wide to Alex. Back in the middle to Dylan. Dylan goes back out wide to Milan. Milan makes a bad pass to Dylan. Memphis intercepts the ball. Milan chases down the errant pass. He intercepts the ball back. He gets control at exactly 42 minutes into the game. I know because I was literally stopping and starting the feed. Um, he's just outside the center circle. Now, in the meantime, if you're looking, you can see Brian has come back across the, the midline. And as soon as Milan gains control, Brian just changes direction and takes off. It was telepathic. Only brothers who have played together since they were four years old could do this. If you watch, Milan doesn't even look up. Milan just literally puts his foot to the ball and launches it 25 yards down the field, lands it on top of Brian's head. Brian's three feet past the defender, or three yards past the defender. It's not even close. So 
over the top, it lines on Brian's head. It's all Brian from there. He heads it to himself another 20 yards down the pitch. One touch stops on a dime. Memphis defender goes flying by. He almost gets his ankles broken too. Brian's got five years of space. Kubo standing on the penalty spot, screaming for the ball. If you're watching it, and I was right there on the end, he's screaming for the ball. Brian's like, nah, that ain't happening. Blasts away with the left foot for the goal. It was, it was honestly watching it and watching it slowly and literally stopping every two seconds to break it down. It was one of the best goals we've scored all year. It was just beautiful from start to finish. The pass from Milan, the finish from Brian. Oh, and I forgot to mention Grayson got that picture right there of Brian celebrating the goal. My son rocks. So 85th minute goal. It's happened to us a lot this year. Maybe not as much as we think it has. Um, but yeah, I also took a look at it. And those six games that we all should have won, that's 18 points on top of our 27. We're sitting in fourth place and we're in the playoffs, if not for those six games. I think Larry knew exactly what I was going to say before he edited. He he made sure he said it. Probably more like 14 or 15 points because some of those did end up as draws. So we would yeah. lose that point from the draw or something like that. But yeah, I mean, we would be sitting probably even with New Mexico at 42 points if we hold on victorious on those, which I think we would all be stoked with the way the season has gone. Even if those results are reversed, it's still been a frustrating season. Sitting in fifth tied in points with New Mexico would be uh, amazing. Let me go to you, Taylor. I'll get your, your thoughts on the match. But before that, um, when when are we going to hear this announcement? Should this club be renamed to the Orange County Oloski SC uh, club eventually? Because Oloski seem to be running things for this club, at least this season, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they are it. They're holding it down. I think the little faith that some people have left in it is is because of them. I mean, and they're playing a beautiful, beautiful game. Like Kubo, uh, I don't normally talk so highly of Kubo. I feel like so this might be my first time, but he was in fantastic positioning all night and open and ready for any passes, any crosses type thing. But they didn't need him. They had it done and down themselves. I mean, maybe there were some shots, you know, that were saved and, and things like that. But like they had plenty of opportunities himself. And if we're lucky enough for them to stick around, I think we'll see some more beautiful telepathic goals, as was said, because um, they're just like now that they're there together. It's just insane. Iloski to and and goals is what's going to happen for sure. Brad, uh, Brad, can you imagine how amazing this season would have been if we would have had a third Oloski on the roster and had him all season? This would have been probably we would be sitting top of the table, no losses, um, you know, perfect in points, right? I mean, if we had three Oloskis all season. Who's the second one that I'm missing? Because you mentioned – ah, okay. Well, we only have two on our roster. One of them has been injured for most of the season. Um. However, with that said, this, I believe, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, was Brian's first start of the season. And he definitely looked like in form, especially on that goal. Um, Larry here is saying second. Second. Uh, yeah, I'm probably wrong anyways. But uh, if you were to take the numbers and the uh, initials off the shirt and it just said Alaski and you showed us that showed us that goal and said that Alaski was going to score a goal in like a couple weeks from now and this is the goal. That looks exactly like Milan a couple times this season um, where he creates the space in the box and he finishes it clinically and uh, with power too. Um, so good seeing Brian kind of stepping up there, especially with the run. It was a really good pass, really good run. And if you would have showed us at any other time of the season, we would have said Brian made that pass. Milan scored the goal. Dylan, your thoughts. It's frustrating to give up another goal in the final 10 minutes of the game. But it kind of just felt deserved, per se. Um, I felt like Memphis kept stretching the game uh, horizontally really well, and Orange County struggled with that. I was surprised to see that um, Alvi was not asked, Scandi was not asked to play in the defense. Uh, instead, found himself towards the top of the field. Um, looking like kind of like a newborn deer, if I'm honest, um, and struggling to do stepovers, which I just felt like, hey, if this guy's 6'5", throw him back there, make it a back five, suffocate the middle of the pitch with a very good midfielder in Dylan Powers to, to really anchor that. 
Um, instead, it kind of looked like we didn't have a plan for those final 10 minutes. It kind of looked like we had committed to throwing a big guy up. So if we hit a clearance forward, he could win the ball. Um, and we, we did this half. Oh, we're just going to we're gonna sit back and try and defend and, and half. Well, we threw a big guy up top, and maybe we'll try and get a second goal and, and see this one out. So it's frustrating that we're in now in September, um, and it's still not super clear what's always happening. Um, I've been following Kyle Scott for or from a distance since he was with Chelsea, and it's a little bit disappointing. I don't think he had a particularly good game. Um, it was disappointing to see that, you know, Tommy McCabe wasn't used to kind of kill the midfield with Dylan Powers and, and see the game out. So it was down as another point, uh, apparently another two points, now totaling 23 points that we've dropped from a winning position this year. Um, yeah, I, I kind of have to, to echo Taylor here. I, I'm excited for next year, and I hope uh, Milan puts another you know, 20 goals in the back of the net in the final few games. Um, because one, it might mean we make the playoffs, and, and two, you know, when he moves on at the end of the season, hopefully we get a fee for him. Hopefully he's a multi-year, and, and we get something of a fee because he's in great form and, and shows the quality that says he probably deserves to be at a different level uh, than the one that we play at. Yeah, it's um. Oh, go, Brad. Go, Brad. Uh, just to echo a couple of points that uh Larry and Dylan added. Um, although it's not taking into account the points we've dropped from these positions, just eighty plus minutes into a game, the team has allowed fifteen out of our forty-seven goals, which is good for uh, about thirty-two percent of the goals we've allowed this season have come after eighty minutes into the game, uh, which is you know we talk continuously about finishing games and uh, gaining points and fighting the last 15 minutes. And it's just dropping these points and allowing these late goals. I'm not taking into account, you know, the score at the time, just the defense has been good up until about 75 minutes into a game. in a lot of these games, and as a result, you know, we're just allowing these late goals. And a lot of them have been, like Larry said, the two against Oakland, the two against Colorado Springs have been almost disastrous. This team's sitting in last place after winning a championship and has the uh, golden boot leader in the league and yet still only has 28 paltry points in 27 games. Yeah, that's the, the crazy part, right, is we have the golden boot leader and we're sitting last in the Western Conference um, and – really most of us seems to be we're looking ahead to next season for the for what's going to happen or for the excitement now um so we're we're headed we're getting into the final stretch of the season at this point hey, uh, but before we talk about these oh go go larry I just I just wanted to add something about Albie um when the when the guys were standing over there getting ready to warm up uh haggis kind of shouted down to Albie hey you coming in at striker and Albie smiled and gave a thumbs up and I kind of chuckled at that because I'm not really sure that he should be a striker, but what the hell do I know? But the trainer, the guy who's standing down there with him, he turns to me and he goes, no, I'll, I'll be played in plays a number 10 when he was in Europe for most of his career. And I shrugged and said, okay, he goes, yeah, he runs like 33 kilometers per hour. So I did some math. 33 kilometers is like 20 miles an hour. Mike Trout, who, for those of us who are baseball familiar, Mike Trout is one of the fastest players in major league baseball. Mike Trout runs 29.4 feet per second. That's 19.77 miles an hour. Is there anybody on this planet who thinks that Albie is as fast as Mike Trout? I'm just curious. I mean, they, they wear those like they wear those black tracking yeah. data vests. So either Albie has hacked it and made it um, read information incorrectly, or he's you know secretly fast. Um, and I'd like we... to, to believe. That he's Are we keeping in mind that um, that Mike Trout's probably this uh, statistic is taking into account? He's probably starting from uh, like a holding bat standstill and no, 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 that, no, that that this that, is in uh, general. That that does now, not uh, factor that in. That counts. That that is running speed going like first to third. 
Well, the, the, the most important, we, we got to figure this out now because we've learned that Skendi's pretty darn fast. Now, how fast do Cheetahs run? Because Skendi's getting close to Cheetah territory, it sounds like, <laughs> at, that, at that number there. Um, so we, we got to see this. We got to maybe, maybe uh, we'll talk to the club. Maybe they could bring a Cheetah out and we'll just have Albie and a Cheetah race from N, uh, uh, goal line to goal line and see how that goes. Albie ain't going to win that race. Love the guy to death. He ain't winning that race. But do you think that Cheetah will play fair and not like run into the stands and maybe maul a couple spectators or whatnot? That's that's He's another to watch. There. Is that you know a, a, a wanted release at this point in the season? Well, well, let me know. ask you this: What would be more exciting? What would be more exciting? Uh, Albie racing against the, uh, an actual Cheetah at the stadium, or Albie racing against the 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 cow from Chick Fil A? Now, just knock the Chick Fil A cow over. Their food's garbage. But what would you be? What would you pay more to see at halftime? I'm. I'm. This is a serious question for all you, Brad. Albie versus a, a live cheetah, or Albie versus the Chick Fil A cow? Don't we have two more games to preview here? <laughs> Answer this question, and we can get to our preview. Um, just because uh, I feel like most of the USL hates the uh, the corporate sponsor being listed second. I'll go with the uh, live animal. Taylor. Uh, Chick-fil-A, cow. <laughs> uh, Dylan. I only want to see him race a cheetah for apparently the potential of a cheetah jumping into the crowd and mauling some fans. And I just want to go on record and say, I hope that's you, Ray. I hope you get mauled by this <laughs> cheetah. Welcome to <laughs> so the this, you, you, you have this hatred for me now, Dylan. Have we been doing this way too long where now you just have this deep hatred for me? I, I thought we were friends, Dylan. Larry, come on. No, I'm with Dylan. I want the cheetah to go up and eat somebody's face. But not me. Whoever's closest. Me or Dylan? You got to answer, Larry. I like Dylan's hair, man. But wait, wait, wait. We're talking face, not hair. But 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 I'm trying to pull off a Larry here with what I can do. This is about the best I can do with my facial hair, Larry. You got, you got a long way to go. <laughs> Needs a little um, we got to go into some preview, uh, some previews of upcoming matches, but before we do so, we got to figure out how we're doing on our contest contest for predictions. Um, uh, is is Larry still an uh, an expert or a, a bigger expert than all of us, or is uh, short answer yes, but the margin is slightly shrunken. Well, do we um, have the numbers? I don't know if our producer I, has those numbers we, ready. We, he she should have the numbers. I don't know where he is. He just uh, made we, a comment he, in the chat. He, he was so annoyed by us. He's left this. Wait, what? What am I supposed to have? What? Oh boy! The, the I was looking up. I was now. looking up fast animals for Albie to race. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a squirrel. A oh, brown squirrel, bears. Wow. Brown bears run about. Brown bears are, are sneakily KPH. fast. What am I? Uh, no, no score just, predictions. Put, yeah, put up the score prediction uh, scoreboard. There, there we go. That, there we got it. Uh, so look at that. Larry is still the biggest expert out of all of us um, with 109 points. Dylan, early in the season, you were doing really well, but then you decided to skip out on a bunch of episodes. So we made a bunch of dumb predictions for you, which haven't gone your way. Um, I like uh, Mackie's prediction uh, or, or suggestion there. Albie versus an F1 car. That would be, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if the city would like the car on our on our pitch. But the city doesn't like us, so I don't know if uh, anything on the pitch would be a good idea. Taylor gets it. Um, out of us experts, Allen's in the lead still with 99 points. I think he's at this point. Maybe we could say he's running away with it. It's if you go to that old Chick Hearn things, you know the the fridge is closed, the Jello's jiggling, the eggs are getting hard, or whatever. I, I forget what he used to say. I didn't watch many Laker games. Uh, but Dylan and Brad, Brad, you're still close to second. But Dylan, Brad, that's like the the biggest battle. Yeah, I also place. have like a good six more games predicted than Dylan. So if you like take that and break it down to points per prediction, it's pretty. No, uh, no, 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 Brad. Dylan's missed it's Dylan's one, fault two, for, It's Dylan's fault for having three, more important things to do than four. hang out with us on a Tuesday night. Dylan has four what I would uh, uh, refer to as troll predictions. If they're on there as predictions, they are not troll predictions. They are legit predictions that he made even if it's subconsciously because he didn't show up on the show um let's move on we got some predict uh some predictions some previews to do uh first one coming up here in less than 24 hours right they're going to be heading up the coast to 
Monterey Bay area. What is it? Sea view or seaside or whatever the name of the city is that they, uh, that that stadium is in, uh, but they're going to be moving up to play the otters of Monterey Bay. Um, what are our thoughts on this? At, at one point it was Monterey Bay in orange County sitting at the bottom of the Western conference table, but RGV must've been getting a little jealous. They came down and joined the party. Monterey Bay has jumped up ahead of them. Um, is this one of those matches where we're hoping for a result? And if we do, we'll be like, yay. Or is this like, do we need to see a, a victory from orange County at this point? I'm going to go to Taylor first. I mean, if OCSC win, I will be ecstatic. I just don't think there's going to be enough uh, people or fans behind them. Or I don't even know if it's like enough on the line at this point. Like there's no title to be won. Um, I I don't see it happening. I mean, if if they win, I'll eat my words happily. Uh, I would love them to, but I think they're not going to have enough oomph in them for that game. I think we might have to wait for the Knicks to see that kind of uh, fire beneath them. And and I'll get some for the shoot, but I have a, a challenge for our producer at this point. I don't even know maybe if this can be found, but um, like I know there's like a Copa Texas, and I know a few years back where there was this Copa California attempt from the uh, Fresno fans, uh, but they're no longer here. Uh, so I don't know if we can figure out like what are the standings for Copa California at this point or Copa Califas. That is it, Mr. Producer. You're smart. Um, let's see if we can figure out what those standings are because maybe there is something to play for. Maybe Orange County still has a shot to say we're the best in California, um, at least against other Californians. I think our record is positive. I think that I think we're 0 2 against them. So, like, I do think we have that, but I just don't think we have our uh, past in our favor right now. Um, let me go to you, Larry, as sort of a, a huge super fan of this team. Um, I, I think out of all of us, maybe Taylor's there with you tending, attending most games out of this group here uh, on the season. But um, how, how frustrating – I'll ask you your thoughts on Marnie, but how frustrating is it as a fan that probably would be willing to do some traveling um, that you know we had a San Diego match weekday? And now our net, one of our other closer in-state rivals is Monterey Bay is a Wednesday evening. Makes it difficult for fans to travel these matches. Is it frustrating as a fan to have these like local sort of rivalry type games and, and we can't go to them because it's a Wednesday? Yeah, abs- absolutely. Just, you know, me personally, when I saw Monterey Bay, that was one of the first things I looked at. When do we play Monterey Bay in Monterey? Because I love that area. And I even talked with Carrie. I talked uh, with my girlfriend about it. And, you know, we said, you know, that'd make for a great weekend to go up there. Then we look and it's Wednesday. Great. So not going to that. And then the San Diego game down there Wednesday as well. It's just, that's been really frustrating and it's kind of sucked. There's, there's been a lot of things about this season, you know, right from the minute we saw the schedule in general um, that has not been favorable for us, but you know, it, it would be great to go up to Monterey for a weekend or, you know, down to San Diego for a weekend. That's, you know, it's a great place to spend a weekend and just not being able to, uh, that's kind of been a little bit of a downer. And even the, even the Phoenix game, um, in Phoenix, that was 4th of July weekend. I'm not going to make a drive like that on 4th of July weekend. There's no way in hell. So yeah, it, it, it would be nice to get to some of those, but just hasn't worked out this year, unfortunately. Um, and your thoughts on this upcoming match against Monterey Bay? Um, I'm is concerned. it a real match? I, I'm concerned. I just looked it up. Um, their last five home games, Monterey's uh, four uh, four wins, one loss. That's it in their last five home games. Um, so they've been playing pretty well in their house, and they already came to our house. And I don't remember if it was a tie or if they no, they beat us, didn't they? Two zero. Two zero. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little bit concerned um, about this game. I would love to see us get back. Um, you know get three points because really, I mean, we we are all but mathematically eliminated. So, you know, anything outside of three points probably puts us, the probably kills us with the math there. I'm not sure. I haven't worked it out. Um, but yeah, this, this game's a concern. Monterey has been playing some pretty good soccer lately. Um, we haven't been. <laughs> so all, all we can do is hope and keep our fingers crossed that maybe, you know, maybe both Oloski score a brace and, you know, we end up with four goals and nobody gets a red card and Monterey only scores three. Or maybe we somehow magically sign Eric Oloski and we have the, the trio of Oloskis that make us a, a, an amazing team. Three, three braces for a 6-3 six, three, six, three win. That'd be good, too. 
<laughs> I love it. It's a six, three win. So he doesn't have faith in any kind of uh, uh clean sheet for our, our, our keeper. Uh, Dylan, let me go to you. Um, thoughts on Monterey Bay on this match. And if you were able to make the trip up there, do you go up through big Sur or do you go up through the basically empty vast central Valley on I five? Uh, first off, put some respect on the central Valley as they do feed us. Um, so we would all be probably significantly skinnier without. Have you ever driven that route up I five? There's nothing on that route. Hey man, except for truck stops every, like every two hours. All right, hold on one. We're in California. So it's not I five. It's the five you're from here and you should know that, uh, second, uh, that's an amateur move. You take the 99. Come on. Your first time driving through the state. I'm disappointed in you, Ray. This is why I want you no, to get... No, no, no. I will say, I will say uh, when yeah. I went to Monterey Bay a few years back, or more than a few years back at this point, we did do the, the drive through Big Sur. But then on the way home, we're just ready to get home. We went through I-5, or, or the 5, Dylan, sorry, Thank to get you. home, because we just yeah. wanted to get home as quick as possible. No, uh, 99 is the way to go if you're going to Northern California, um, unless you're taking the coast, in which case the coast is always worth it, unless there's recently been a landslide. Go through Big um, Sur. Go for it. Go through Big Go, Sur. Um, hey, thoughts on thoughts on the match? Yeah, we got to win, um, or we're out. So you it, still have some faith, is what it sounds like you're saying. We got no, mathematically. Out. Mathematically, we're not out. Realistically, I don't think we've got a shot of doing much in the playoffs or even making it. But you know what? We went on what, like I said, ten and f- ten and three and one run at the end of last season to get to that point or something. Anything's possible. Um, now it's up to the players to decide. You know, now it's up to like the fringe players to decide uh, and to make those decisions and to see if they can cope with the pressure of must-win games. If we don't do it, um, obviously we're out of the playoffs and it doesn't matter. And that bodes well for what would happen if we did somehow s- sneak into the playoffs uh, in a few weeks. Um, because if you can't do it under the pressure in June you're not going to do it in the pressure in October. And, uh, I, yeah. I don't know if we've got that in us as much as they're, you know, they're four points ahead, but it's four points also involve four more wins than we've managed. So, you know, if we catch them on an off night, they might concede three, four goals. Maybe we sign a, the third Oloski brother. And from, from right back, he scores a brace like Larry predicted. Um, and we put six past them. I don't know. Maybe we do that. Or maybe they win one nil. Can I say this, Dylan? Go ahead. I'm very disappointed that you did not quote anything as possible uh, properly on there. I'm just going to say that right now, Dylan. Uh, Brad, quick thoughts on the Monterey Bay match before we move on to the uh, exciting match um, happening after that. I mean, every game has to be exciting from here on out. Either we win or they become not exciting anymore. Um, and you know, credit to Monterey Bay. They are completely making an Oakland out of this. They are looking to sneak into the playoffs themselves like Oakland did in their inaugural season last year. Um, and this team has been playing quite well. Uh, my boy, uh, Sam Gleadles, uh, scored a brace in the last game down there. He's been playing very well. Um, and it's, it's hard to see a world in which Orange County is being competitive uh, on the road on a Wednesday in this case, um, with the idea that we're we still have a couple really tough games still to come later this season. So, I mean, obviously we're taking it one game at a time, but I'm not super. I don't know what to how to say it, but. I'm not expecting much out of this game and we need to expect three points if we want to stay in any kind of contention at all. Predictions for this match. Quick score predictions. Uh, Larry. 2-1 Monterey. Taylor. 2-0 Monterey again. Dylan. (laughs) 1-1. Who would have guessed that, Dylan? Brad. 0-0. 2-1 Orange County is my prediction. Mark it on there. It's going to happen. That is the truth. Uh, Dylan, you said you weren't going to be here that long, but you're, you've made it 75% through this episode. Do you want to hang out for this next part of the conversation? 
No. I mean, I do, but I can't, unfortunately. Um, but I'll throw you a quick... Before you leave, before you leave, uh, what's Alan's prediction going to be? Are we just leaving it up to the chat this week? Yeah, let's leave it up to the chat. Mr. Um, I'm on a plane and cannot call into the... Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. How, many, how many feet are in a mile? 5,280. All right, so that's Orange County score. And do we know how many miles he's traveling? Where is he going to? He did mention it. Hold on, I will find that. Figure out how many miles it is to where he's going, and there's the the opponent score. (laughs) Nice. All right, Dylan. Well, you have a good rest of your evening. You're going to miss out this fun conversation because upcoming for Orange County after the Monterey Bay match is a big three nil victory over Los Dos. uh, Hosting Los Dos at Championship Soccer Stadium. F the Galaxy. Dylan. Have a good one. Okay, bye, everyone. (laughs) Um, from what I know, it's going to be a packed house from the fans at Championship Soccer Stadium. Hopefully, it's mostly Orange um, or at least Orange County fans in that house. Hopefully, it's not, you know, LA Galaxy's front office buying a bunch of tickets to hand out to their uh, youth programs and say, hey, try and go to this game or let's buy all the tickets and then no one shows up and it looks like it's an empty house. You know, we know that there may be some sneaky stuff going on here. We know uh, a few weeks back they. Uh, sent in a cat to chew on the uh, internet connection so that the stream doesn't work. Uh, we've seen some of the text messages between uh, front office of, of LA Galaxy and the city of Irvine. So some of the things that we're hearing, you know, that official statement that LA Galaxy made um, after everything hit the fan that they never intended to, you know, have the park to themselves. Um, they want to work with everyone for this. Um, so maybe it, it, I, I, could imagine maybe that's a plan they they maybe they bought you know three thousand or whatever tickets that were available for this match um or anything like that so who knows what, what's gonna happen but hopefully a lot of orange there hopefully a lot of orange county fans i think this is gonna be the most um no, uh loud energetic emotional match of the season for orange county especially at this point where we're pretty much all conceding that we're not gonna uh, make this last-ditch effort to get into the playoffs and maybe make a run for the championship. Um, who's I, I? We know Brad. I, I, I'm going to assume Brad's not making the trip for that match. But uh, Larry Taylor, are you all going to be at this match? Oh yeah, we'll be there. We uh, sold 60 tickets for uh, the game, and we're all going to be piling there together. It's uh, our son's uh, soccer team, his club team. So his whole team and their families are going, and then. The older team, I think they're 12 uh, and under. Um, all that they're all going to, so we're all piling together. So we're gonna have to talk afterwards, Taylor, because I want to. What, what club? What club is this? That they Trojan FC. They're in Huntington Beach. Okay, so you, you said one of the team might be like the U12 team. I may have to talk to you because I I would love to set up a scrimmage for my U12 team against another U12 team. Would be oh yeah, cool. so uh, maybe we'll, yeah, sure. we'll figure that. I'll be at the match. We'll talk. We'll figure that out. Um, Wait, but, what, uh, Ray? You're, Ray, you're gonna be at a match? I am going to be a match. I what? will be at a match. Oh, I thought you were surprised that Ray was talking about his uh, son's soccer team on uh, Orange County's professional soccer podcast. <laughs> oh, trust me, more to come at, uh, as we go through this episode. Um, but yeah, no, I will be at the match as well. Awesome. Um, this is one, because it's the LA Galaxy thing, I'm like, I marked it on my calendar that I'm potentially going to this match. So unless something comes up that I can't make it for whatever reason, I, I know there's the potential for like a tropical depression hitting our area. Um, later on or over the weekend from what's going on with a, a tropical storm off the coast of Mexico. Um, so who knows what uh, Saturday night is going to be like. That might be very fun, very interesting um, and exciting. But uh, how excited are we to have this match happening after all that's happened? We know there's still more happening, um, but how excited are we for this match? I'll go to you, Larry. Uh, cannot wait for this match. I'm, I'm going to be down on the sidelines again. Um, I don't know if I'm going to live tweet again only because as much, I, I really enjoyed doing it last Saturday, but I couldn't really watch and enjoy the game the way I would normally want to. So I'm going to be down on the, on the sidelines with Grayson while he's taking pictures. Um, and I may do a little bit of live tweeting, uh, probably not nearly as much. I can't wait for this game. We, first of all, galaxy, has not been playing well, <clears throat> excuse me, since we handed them their ass back in uh, end of July. Uh, Preston Judd has not scored a goal since he scored that goal in the third minute against us back in July. 
Um, Drac has been their main goal, uh, goal scorer. Uh, Drac, Drek. I can't. Brad, you would probably know. Is it Drac or Drek for Galaxy? Um, hold on. I need to look up the pronunciation. I'll get back to you on that one. Right. Um, he, he's been putting some balls in the back of the net. This is actually a game that I see as very, very winnable for us. It's a home game. It's going to be an emotional game. Uh, even though they are not allowed to go on record with me, I have talked to a few of the players about this galaxy, the galaxy situation, and they have had some very colorful comments about it as long as I've told them that they're off the record. Um, so, yeah, the, I, I think that our boys are going to come out. I think they're going to be fired up. I think we are going to see our team play as well as they have played all year. And for anybody out there who is watching right now on the podcast, if you are part of the County Line Coalition, just let me make a suggestion because I just want to see this one time. Should Galaxy score at our end, instead of wanting to go over the rails and give them the high sign and talk a bunch of smack at them, just do this instead. Everybody just turn around. Don't even acknowledge them. We got to get the CLC to do this just once. I think that would shut them up immediately. Um, but we'll have to work on that. It's going to be a great game Saturday night. So, Larry, you're talking about the, this sign. Are you talking about like the your number one sign? Is that what you're talking about when you're like, instead well, of or, giving or the like Galaxy the your number yeah, one sign? Tell you that's back. your number two. You know, they, they, they okay. say number two. Uh, American, we use number one. Um, so yeah, that, that particular sign, just don't even acknowledge them. Literally just everybody turn around, look at the flag and just stand there until they go away and they will, and they won't know what to do. It'll be awesome. Just suggest right, Taylor. How, how excited are you about this match? And let me ask, let me, let me say this. Maybe has anyone suggested, or maybe the club's already planning on doing this. Wouldn't it be awesome if the club goes and gets that video feed from the city council, gets clips of all those speeches that were made and plays that before the match they or been. during halftime or all that fun stuff. That'd be amazing. Matt, I, think I might just have to, to, to email, make sure uh, and send some text messages out, make sure that happens. I think that would be a really good way to go. Like a compilation of those. Uh, I am so stoked for this match. I don't think that there is any shot. The galaxy could win this. Um, I'm so happy that we are at home. Um, I know that both teams have had some some rough soccer playing, but I just think that the the energy that it's going to be at, so, at Championship Stadium on Saturday is just going to be unmatchable, and nobody is going to be able to touch them. I and I just think it's going to be amazing, and I really think the whole, the crowd's going to be super filled, and I just know that there's so much emotion from all of these people and the players. There's no way that we would just go through this like a normal game, even if we lose in Monterey and it's like we end up being mathematically out of the playoffs. I don't think that's going to take anything away from the Galaxy game. Don't we don't we love how easily at this point Taylor says soccer when she's talking about this sport and so doesn't like doesn't cringe when she says soccer or doesn't like start with foot and then change to soccer. She just smoothly goes into the word soccer at this point i've been trained well at this point <laughs> um brad uh from you know someone that won't be at the stadium but you'll be watching probably on the stream um how exciting is the match and what are you anticipating that you'll see here from the fans at the stadium i mean hopefully i do see not only fans in the stadium but in the seats and actively investing in the game and and across the stadium, hopefully there will be, you know, like your typical signs of support for Orange County, uh, more so because of the significance. But just a quick reminder to all the fans that are in the stadium, remember that these players for LA Galaxy 2 have nothing to do with what's going on behind the scenes. They are trying to advance their own careers in the way that benefits them the most. You know, they are in the same position as a lot of the Orange County players. So if you ever wanted to, you know, give a, a number one symbol to Thank you for that. <laughs> you're also pulling your Brad and you're muted. Wow, what a what a cacophony of I, I messed you up, Brad. Line. I messed you up. Go for it. No, you're good. You're good. I was gonna get back to that question Larry asked me earlier. Um if you if you wanted to give a uh, a one finger salute to Mr. Uh, I believe it is Drac, like Hugo Drax from uh, Moonraker, the James Bond movie. Um, 
But if you wanted to give a one finger salute, just remember, hopefully it's because they did something on the field you didn't like and not because of the uh, not because of the situation surrounding the game with uh, LA Galaxy organization and the city of Irvine. Um, but I think what's most interesting, and I know that uh, uh, Wayne Evans of uh, Phoenix has posted some interesting uh, statistics coming out of, you know, they're not statistics, but like uh, his freedom of information request, which is probably more narrow than ours. Um, but some of the things that the city has also been looking into includes a uh, for World Cup soccer preparations and uh, and practicing. They're looking at charging six figures a day uh, for use of uh, the stadium for practice for national teams. And they'll probably get it, too, knowing that it's L.A. A lot of games are going to be played in in this geographic sphere of uh, the United States uh, and Mexico. So it'll be interesting to see to see we're not in the geographical sphere of Canada. The only um, thing the only thing that I would add to that read the players though. I mean and then finish your point is I, yeah. I understand that it's not their fault that we're in this position. However, they don't need to be silent. I understand that they may have direction from people above but that, that they don't have to be silent. I mean, that's the same with everyone in any position. You can always say, it's not me, it's them above me. But you do have a voice in things, and as a collective, you can have a voice. I'm not saying that is a reason to, you know, be flipping birds off at, at the players or to have any sort of amnesty, but I do think that they could um, have a little more to say in this situation too. Uh, I, we'll get back to you, Brad, really quickly. Yeah. We're going to catch some flack from a, a mom of one of those players, I think, on social oh, media. Oh, I know. Because- yeah, I know, yeah, you know. Okay. I just want to, I want to warn you. I just want to warn you, Taylor. That's the, I mean, uh, but the thing is I've been part of institutions my whole life as in like, you know, college and, and now law school, like Chapman does something wrong. I'm a student. I, it's nothing to do with me, but I still write open letters out publicly to the Dean of the law school to, to the, and have conversations with them just because you're a part of it. And it's someone up above doesn't mean that you don't have a say or an impact either. Sorry, I, think, but I didn't mean to steal your, yeah, I think to counter, to, to go back to Taylor's point, I think first team players get the are afforded more of a luxury to use that voice. It is sad that they're not using it. I don't think that these players in the second team are the ones that I would be looking to to put blame on for not speaking up because given a lot of these guys are still teenagers or in their young 20s and you know still looking for a way themselves and not only that but it's it's a USL team and a MLS two team at that, you know, they're looking just to even grind out spots on these teams. So, so I, I totally agree with you, but at the same time, it is totally understandable for them to keep quiet in this. Situation. Right. And like I say, I don't blame them. I just think that it's them being silent still says a lot. And the thing is, if they were to come t- as a collective together, which I understand is hard to do, but as a collective together to say something, it's not like they're going to get rid of the whole LA Galaxy 2 team and replace. That's That would be insane. That would be very on par for the uh, organization, though. That would be very AEG-esque um, to do something <laughs> like that, right? Uh, Larry, did you have a last thought on this match before we uh, do our predictions? Yeah, I just, just wanted to clarify. I was saying that the CLC should not give the finger. That oh, I know. Okay, I, I just I just want to make sure. <laughs> that's why I use that oh, example. I'm advocating giving the finger. So no, no, no. Okay, I just want to make sure. No, that, that yeah, we need to do for time. our for our merchandise line. We should just get like a cartoon drawing of Larry with a uh, some sort of a vulgar comment of LA on the shirt, giving the middle finger. And that'll be a perfect shirt to, to sell in there. Maybe it's like LA is a landfill and then he's given the middle finger up or something like that. That'd be perfect shirt for us to work. We're going to work on that. Larry, do we have your permission? Just silhouette my head and my beard and everybody will still know it's me. There we go. They'll know exactly what that is. Right. Wait, wait, wait. They could confuse you for Alan on a good day. Maybe not even kind of. Oh no, 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 no. Alan does not have Larry's beard game. (laughs) I'm telling you that right now, Brad, Alan does not have that beard game. Um, let's get to our predictions really quick. I, we're, here's what we're going to do for Alan's prediction. So someone's going to have to do the research for this. Alan's prediction. He lives in San Diego. So Orange County scores however many miles it takes to get to Championship Soccer Stadium from um, Torero Stadium. And then LA score is going to be however long it takes to get to uh, Dignity Health 
whatever stadium from Torero Stadium. So that's going to be the score prediction for Allen. I'm calling that one out right now. And as the one that sort of runs this podcast, I get final say on that. Taylor, what's your prediction for uh, for Al? Uh, no, for Allen's score. For your score for this match, three uh, one OC. Larry, three one OC. And I think Dylan did put mention something before he was leaving. If anyone caught that, let Brad know so he can mark it down if he hasn't caught it. I think it was three zero for. I already, OC. I already put it down. He said three zero OC. Perfect. Uh, what's yours, Brad? Um, my two zero OC. All right, I'm going 10-0 Orange County for this one. 10-0 Orange County is my prediction. Booyah. Um, let's move on to some other soccer stuff. We've got to do this quickly because we're running low on time here. Um, anyone else have any other soccer stuff they want to talk about? Uh, professional or just soccer in general? Soccer, just soccer. Okay. Soccer um, news. I'm, random soccer news. Okay, I have no random soccer news. I have a random soccer comment. I can save it for Go for it. No, for do it. it. Okay, so uh, Grayson, you are listening right now. Starting tomorrow night, Grayson is trying out for his high school soccer team. Buddy, you have worked hard, and I am incredibly proud of you, and I love you. And no matter what happens, good, bad, or ugly, go out there, give it everything you got. The next two nights, play like it's the last time you are going to play. I love you, and you got this, pal. See, I'm not the only one that talks about my kids' soccer on this show. Uh, it's official now. We got Larry. Larry's got my back on this. Um, because I'm going to talk about my son's soccer. He played in a tournament this weekend in like 95-degree heat, and he scored from the penalty kick. Um, I, I think uh, we sort of saw that earlier when Brad was speaking, but this was his penalty kick. Um, thoughts on his form, Taylor? Oh, it's – it's it's. oh, here we go. Oh, Let's start it again. There we go. Oh, look at that. Great. He knew where he was going. Right part of the foot. Perfect placement. 10 out of 10. Yeah, I was I was going to say um, he was a little disappointed that it was so close to the keeper, but he told me he, he keeps it low because he knows that's the most difficult for the keeper to get is to get really low like that. So he always tries to oh, uh, aim low corner, low, low post. Got a little bit close to the keeper there, but I will say this. In every penalty kick he's taken in his youth soccer career, he's never missed. Um and he he just deals with that pressure. I asked him after the game, do you get nervous when you do PKs? He's like, yeah. I'm like, but you just make them? He's like, yeah, I just aim low and and just try and get it away from the keeper. So that's what he does every single time. But um, he's my uh, – I'm the dad, so of course I'm going to say you kick it. But if, if he was bad at penalties, I'd tell someone else to kick him. Um, any other ball. soccer news? From, yeah, from I got two for you. Um, first of all, uh, as kind of to whet your appetite for Orange County playing tomorrow night um, – there's this little small beer league competition that's being televised nationally on ESPN called the U.S. Open Cup. Oh, yeah. uh, the finals are tomorrow, and Sacramento is playing in uh, Orlando City at 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern. Um, that'll be a very interesting game uh, because MLS, I hope, will lose, even though I am a Reno fan and Sac is a uh, historical rival to us. Um, however, MLS is just such a poorly run organization. And speaking of poorly run things, go and rewatch a lot of those uh, Premier League games this last season uh, with emphasis on the VAR or lack thereof in certain games. Um, it has kind of been a shamble watching VAR, which when instituted right is amazing and totally good for the game. But in a couple select games, I'm thinking uh, Live Our Pool and uh, the Arsenal game. Um, obviously, they didn't play each other. But in those two games, uh, there have been a couple of very missed opportunities for VAR to be used properly in those games. West Ham got screwed against Chelsea. <laughs> a lot I'll, of it. I'll say, I'll, I'll say a couple things from what you said, Brad. Um, I, I think most USL fans are rooting for Sacramento in this match. I think the last non-MLS team to win was Rochester back in the yes. days. Um, so I think there's a lot of anti-MLS fans are going to be rooting for Sacramento. And then you get the, the the casual fan that just roots for the underdog that's going to be looking, hey, go Sacramento. Um, yeah, Sacramento, although not quite a rival for Orange County, the way it is for you up there in Reno, still, you know, any other time that you see Sacramento playing, you want to see them lose because they're usually battling uh, on the standings for us. But in this instance, I think there's going to be a lot of people supporting and, and cheering on Sacramento from across 
not just the U.S., but maybe even globally. Who knows? Um, and, and what was your other thing you mentioned? I, I forgot at this point, Brad. Uh, I guess I should just shut up. Let's move on to random thoughts. Unless, Taylor, do you have a soccer thing you want to share? Yeah, thank you for like including me in this little segment here. <laughs> if America- hey, I remembered. I remembered before I moved. I, I officially moved on. So check, check, check the VAR hate. tapes. He did remember. He did remember to look at the VAR. Oh, I know. I now know because you said that. I now know what my other thought was. But Taylor, go for it. Uh, two quick things. One, I apparently um, we haven't been at a game in a, in a in a little while, but apparently the compilation has been running at the games um, already from the the Irvine City Council meeting. So that's really cool. Uh, but they might try and get it running at halftime too for uh, LA Galaxy um, game. And then second thought, if American football is your thing, not really mine too much, but um, apparently they do um, like scrimmages at SoFi Stadium, like on the field and it's uh, for teams. Uh, so like my, our son's team is going there. It's like you have to sell like, I think it's 30 tickets uh, per team. So like you would take someone with you, like another team to go with you. You would have to sell either 30 or 60 tickets between you guys to be able to play a scrimmage or a friendly game on SoFi Stadium with like access to the stadium and stuff like that. I will say this, Taylor, as you were mentioning that the, the cricket in my studio here was going crazy. So they liked that news apparently. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, only really amazing news. And the other thing I was going to say about VAR, Brad, um, is it, I, I think there's some like crazy computerized VAR that's being used for, uh, champions league this year at least that's what i was seeing on social media i don't know if it's true um but if it is it'll be interesting to see what that is um let's get to our random thoughts now um and i'll start you know taylor i'll let you go first for random thoughts since we almost switch you for the random soccer news oh you came really quick to me random thought well we went to um in anaheim the the um you know the things like the medieval times that you take the, yeah oh pirates dinner adventure is where we went I was going to say it's like the medieval times, but it's pirates. Um, and it was actually a really, really good time. Um, so I would recommend that to those with uh, kiddos. Like if you wanted a, a, a nice day out in the weekend when it's like scorching hot and you don't want to do something out, something in, that was a really good time. Awesome. Larry, random thought from you. Um, yeah, since Grayson got a shout out, I'm going to give Carrie a shout out too. If anybody out there watching is into country line dancing, the ranch in Anaheim on Thursday night. Wait, did he actually get disconnected or? <laughs> no, oh, no. apparently our producer does not like country line dancing, Larry. Just so what? you know. Well, uh, my my girlfriend there in the background, and I say this not because she's my girlfriend, but because I have seen other other country line dance instructors, the best in Southern California. So. Two two lessons a night, Thursday nights, the ranch in Anaheim. Check out my girl, Carrie Kick. Do it. She is your instructor. Come see me. Achy breaky heart there. Uh Brad, no. random thought. I can't I can't top uh Carrie coming into frame and <laughs> protesting. But uh I guess uh my random shout out is I've been trying to watch a little bit more movies than I used to. And I just uh finally got to uh watching Logan, the uh Wolverine, uh, final Wolverine appearance for, uh, oh God, what's his name? But, uh, Hugh Jackman and it's, it was a very good movie. Very good movie. Well, Brad, if you need a recommendation for a movie, since you seem to be liking movies lately, go watch Mars Attacks. Really good movie. Um, (laughs) have you seen that one, Brad? So why are you shaking your head? No, it's a a good movie. Can you kick him out? It's got an all-star cast. I will out. say that right now. Larry liked it apparently because he 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 laughed at my suggestion. Taylor, have you seen Mars Attacks? No, I've never even heard of it. All right, but so we, here's what we're, we're gonna do, Taylor. Go, right? go watch go watch Mars Attacks, and then next time you're on the the pod, you can give us a review of that movie and your thoughts, and either two thumbs up, two thumbs down, one one, who knows, right? Is it uh, in black and white or? No, it's no, a no, no. ninety-six. It's, it's, anim- like a 90s it's an animated. Movie. I know exactly what movie you're it's talking about. It's not animated, Brad. Don't it's say so it's poorly. animated. It is a live-action so movie. It's Pierce got an Brosnan, cast. Pierce Brosnan has done better. Danny DeVito's in there. It's got some good actors in that movie. It's got that the um, Jim Brown's in that movie, I believe. The football player, uh, American football player. Um, it, it's a good movie. Go watch it. I, I see that our producer is. Uh, he speaks Martian, so. Um, he's put that up on the chats. He speaks some good Martian there. Um, I have no random thought for y'all because we got to end this thing. It's late. Um, so I want to thank 
um, Larry, Taylor, Brad, Dylan was here for most of the episode. Um, wherever Alan is, I think he's flying somewhere up in the sky. Hopefully he made it there safe. And our producer, Andy, um, thank you all for watching, listening, whatever you do to this. Um, oh, one last thing I do want to say is we, uh, I, I know on Twitter, there was recently the, the text information or the conversations between LA galaxy and the city. Um, right after that city hall meeting, we did put in a request for documents going three years for all communications between the city and any entities involved with that stadium. Um, we are supposed to get our first batch of documents this Friday. Uh, we are going to, as a team, go through those documents, find all the good information stuff. And I think Larry has committed to once we provide some of the good information, he'll share it in a written form. But we'll also go on Twitter and share anything if we think it's really interesting to hear about. I don't know how long it's going to take them to get the full three years worth of documents, but we are going to work on getting those so we can get down to find out what really happened here uh, and, and share that with y'all. So uh, be on the lookout for that on our website for written stuff or on social media, what we have to say, or we'll talk about it on future episodes. But Okay, sorry. I, I knew we were trying to wrap things up. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Oh.